Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Of course, the free Odyssey app as well. Did you watch the Carlos Correa press conference yesterday? I did, yes. Him, Scott Boris, the twins, everybody's happy. Big hugs. He's got his twins jersey on. He said it was a crazy process, but he ended up where he really wanted to be. Well, he got $200 million for six uh, years guaranteed. Oh, and, you know, crap. And the interesting thing is, is that, you know, Scott Boris, we're not here to... Uh, discount physicians and, and their points of view. But, you know, Carlos also said, you know, there are some doctors that said I'm fine and other doctors say, um, you know, there's a there's a question mark. The bottom line is he ended up signing a deal for less than both the Giants and the Mets offered and also what the Twins offered right at the you know outset of free agency. Yep. So there's obviously a concern on everybody's part about his ankle. And like I was saying, when this whole thing really started to hit, that he was going to, he and Boris were going to have to realize that the business side of baseball is telling them that, you know, we can't sign this long-term deal and get insurance for it. So therefore, it's going to have to be a certain amount of years and it's going to have to come with some sort of specific language that protects the team over the final six years of the contract that the Mets offered. And, you know, basically that's what he assigned with the Twins. He just got more money within the first six years from the Twins than either of the two teams. That's right. And I think that, you know, when the Mets put out their statement yesterday, it was just like we weren't able to work out a deal. We wish Carlos Correa a ton in the future. And I heard Craig and Evan yesterday talking about, you know, did the Mets fan or did the Mets owe the Mets fan more of an explanation as to what happened. We know what happened. And I do believe we do know what happened is the fact that they just weren't willing to make that extra commitment with guaranteed money from what we saw or what they saw with the medical report. Vajankle. The vajankle, right. I mean, they, they went in there, they saw that MRI and said, this man has a vajankle and we cannot give him all this money. And Steve Cohen wanted Carlos Correa on this team as much as all of us did. I mean, he was the one who made that deal in Hawaii. He gave a quote to John Heyman. This puts us over the top. This was the missing piece. Everybody's buying tickets. So he wanted to make this happen. He did. 
But he did not feel like it was the right decision. So, I mean, that to me is a good quality. If Steve Cohen were to say, screw it, I don't care if this guy snaps his leg in 15 pieces and then we're paying him for 12 years for nothing, that would not be a good owner. Hey, so he was uh, with three teams, the Twins, the Giants, and the Mets. All three teams came down with the same... I don't want to say assumption, but I guess the same kind of uh, agreement that the back end of this contract, that when he gets to the age of 40, there's a very good chance he's not going to see the end of that contract. Right. And they all three teams came down with the same idea. Yeah, I wanted to know, I would ask Carlos Correa, what doctor said you were okay because you ended up taking like $150 million less guaranteed than what you started out with. So I would have gone and find that doctor that said that you were all right to try to recoup some of that money. Doesn't sound like any doctor thought he was all right. Well, $200 million over six years is nothing to sneeze at. Sure. And good for him. And that's how the Twins were able to get him because the Mets had offered, what, $157.5 million, all guaranteed for six years. And then the second half of the contract was going to come along with contractual uh you know, I guess amendments and things and that nature, and he would have to live up to it. And he was unwilling to bet on himself. That's right. That's the other thing you got to remember. He was unwilling to bet on himself. If you really wanted to be here, they offered him a fair contract. And the second half of that contract, depending on how that was going to be written, you know, he didn't want to go down that path. And I don't blame him. And plus, you said it yesterday, and I think it's really important to understand that that $200 million over six years, the MLBPA is happy about that. Oh, yeah. And I this is what I'd love to know because you say he was unwilling to bet on himself. I really wonder if that's what it appears at face value. I really wonder if he got him in a room, no microphones, be candid. If he was willing to bet on himself, he would have preferred to go to the Mets and have that opportunity to make that money if he stayed healthy. But the pressure from the agent, the pressure from the union to set a new precedent saying that, hey, we're going to give you half guaranteed and half not guaranteed because you're going to get up into your late 30s and 40s. And now all of a sudden, every general manager tries to write a contract like that. He caved to that pressure. I would also think that being in the Mets lineup, given who the Mets have in their lineup, would have been better for him as well. Right. now, And he would have been playing third base. Exactly. And I'm sure that he would have rather been a Met, but he could not have taken that contract. I mean, just like... The bad precedent was set with the Deshaun Watson contract with the Browns and all guaranteed and all of that. And that's probably it is the thing, actually, not probably that's holding up the Lamar Jackson deal. Just like that bad precedent was set for the owners there. Carlos Correa could not set that bad precedent for the players in Major League Baseball because, you know, once that contract is on the books, more general managers will go, hey, look, Carlos Correa took a deal like that. Why can't you? So what we're going to do now is, you're 27 years old, all right, we're comfortable paying you guaranteed money till you're 33 years old, and the rest of it, because you're going to be in decline, we're going to write stuff in there that it's not guaranteed, and if you get hurt and you're not any good, you're not going to get all the money. No way is the strongest union in sports, the Major League Baseball Players Union, going for any of that. That's true. So, look, you know, it'll be interesting to follow Carlos Correa over the next six years to see what happens. Yeah. No, I mean, and see whether or not he lives up to this contract and whether or not he has his 45 home runs, which he won't, and his 125 RBIs, which he won't. Yeah, that's I right. Because you know, that's the kind of money you're paying him. Sure. You're paying him to be the bell cow to, to carry the team. And, you know, especially that team out there, well, they have success because they're in that division. But I would say that if you were in the lineup with the Mets and playing third base, 
your chances of longevity are a lot better. Yeah. And I think the protection in your lineup, although the Twins are, don't have a bad lineup, but I think the lineup for the Mets would have been a much better spot for him. But ultimately, it came down to the difference between $157.5 million and $200 million for the first six years. That's right. So I told you I was listening to Craig and Emmett talk about this because the WFA and Instagram had put up a video and on Twitter as well of them talking about Correa. So I watched that. I also watched this other video of Tiki and Tierney yesterday where Tiki was talking about the Giants going on a run. And he said that he can see them in the NFC Championship game. That's what he said. Which is, hey, that's a that's a great take by Tiki. People are going to agree. People are going to disagree. I thought it was interesting him being him and playing the game, being a Giants guy, you know, what, what he had to say. However, on the screen, the text on the screen. On what screen? Meaning like the video of Tiki. Okay. As I'm oh, watching on my it's phone. On the Instagram. On the Instagram uh, video. Okay. Text on the video that they put on there. All right. Tiki says Giants can go to AFC Championship. Oh, God, come on. Now, that sentence in itself doesn't make any sense because you don't go to, like, when you say, I've got to go, like, you were talking about your travel the other day. Yes. You said, I've got to go to the AFC Championship game. Yes. You don't go, we're broadcasting live from the AFC Championship. We're going to the AFC Championship. You don't do that. You're going to the AFC Championship. So, right there, that doesn't make any sense. And obviously, the biggest one is that the Giants are in the NFC. All right, so not only does it say AFC Championship on the Instagram, on the text on the screen, in the caption, someone puts the same thing. Well, how the hell does Izzo let that go out there? I don't know. Is that Izzo's fault, Al? I don't know whose fault it is. Al, is that Izzo's fault? I'm not sure who uh, does that one. uh, We have a whole team. Is it Chichester? I'm not even sure I've met G. Chester. Right. But he was here the other day. Yeah, that I don't know. Comes in like once a, once a week. Or was something. that Spike just now? It was. It was yeah, yeah. Was oh, he yeah. about this? Uh, hey, yeah. Oh, bad vegan. All right. He, so uh, what did he say? Well, he said that he was going to have the digital team highlight all of the mistakes you make on the air. Since you're airing out the one mistake they've made. Over hundreds of videos. Wait, hundreds of time out. Hold on a second. Oh, boy. The difference here is when you're live on the air and you make mistakes, that happens in real time. You go and correct them. If you're so much of a dummy that you have to type something out and it goes up on the screen, then in the caption, and you don't go back there and fix it, and it sits up there all day. That's a different story. That is, is a it not? And plus, the A and the N are pretty far away from each other right. on a keyboard. So you can't say that it was a mistake, a keyboard mistake. Somebody actually wrote AFC as opposed to NFC. Right. And then this is the other thing, too. So this is what you do when you're typing that out. You type it out. Okay, let me take a look. Let me double check. Let me make sure. All right, I'll send it out now that it's right. When you're sitting here talking live on the air, sometimes you look things up. Sometimes you don't know. It's happening live. You're not writing it down and then hitting send. We don't sit here and think and go, all right, time out. Let me take five minutes. All right, everything's good. Double check. Now I'm going to talk. That's not the way it works. So you cannot compare the live on the air stuff to the digital stuff. Oh, yeah, but he did. So right. is this, so Which is, is this, wrong. So yeah. is this uh, Izzo's fault? Or whose fault is it? I want to know who's, who's responsible for this. I'm not sure. It's a whole digital team. Where are they? We win as a team. We lose as a team. Well, digital team. Digital. Digital. <laughs> <laughs> is Chicken Parm Luda ahead of that? 
But still up there, though, is the issue. That's the like, point. It's still, still there. hanging there. It's still hanging on the thing. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I saw it yesterday, and I'm like, oh, man, somebody will fix that. And then nobody fixed it. And yeah, nobody fixed it. Nobody fixed it. It's still there. Who I want to know who actually controls that part of what we do. <laughs> I mean, you control our morning show account, right? Oh, yes, that I do, yeah. You have that. You have Al's boring tweets. You, you control that. Yes, sir. Okay, so, so who, who, who did who this? Is it then? Who did this? It's got. It's a multi-layer process, too. By the it's way, it's a gallo. It's a. It's someone who put it up there. And then it's someone who approved it, and then it's someone who's supposed to make sure everything is okay, and then didn't. All right, so multi-layer. This is the problem. Multi-layer. Yeah, you got it, the bureaucracy around here. It's just. Just get rid of everybody and just have one person responsible for it. So here he goes. Go. Here he goes now. Uh, here he goes. Now he has uh, to come. Here in. we go. Now oh he has to come. God. In. Here he goes. First of all, your analogy sucked. By What's the way, that? your analogy with the whole situation about oh, he's going to have highlight everything no, the things that we have. No, yes, it, it does. Well, There's a difference between someone typing something out and hitting send. I know you don't do a lot. Of, I know you don't do a lot of thinking before what you talk about in the morning, and that is that's fair. But I think what I would say is that's not your, your perception. First of all, your idea. There's three people that do this. There's the person be. that thinks of it. Then there's the person who posts it. Yeah. And then there's the there's the the person who checks it. Yeah. So you think for every post, yes. you look around here and you see a digital staff of people where there's one person that thinks of it, there's one person that posts it, and then another person that proves for reason. It's just like a, an assembly line of digital well, people. Well, let me ask you this. I know this. I know, let me just say real yeah. quickly, yeah. I'll let you guys get back into your argument. Yeah. So your assessment of us thinking that we see a digital team around here is completely wrong. We don't see, we see our guy, you know, at Gallo. He's well, he's here. part of it. Yeah, and every now and again, you know, Izzo pops in. Right. You know, he's uh, been adopted by the afternoon show, whatever. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I just want to know whose fault it is. Is it, da- is it Gallo? Is it Izzo? Because if it's Gallo, then we'll hold him accountable. We win as a team, first of all. I don't see you guys going... Boy, every other day when they produce 15 videos that promote your show, mm-hmm. that make you more famous, that make you more money <laughs> every really? single day. We're going to get a lot of the, views on these When things. there's yeah. not an error, I yeah. don't see you. There's, there's not a very That's big That's not the way the team. world works, though. Uh, you do understand that, right? Like, we're not going to give people pats on the back for doing something correctly. I mean, we don't <laughs> barely not get way. any pats on the back around here. Barely oh, ever. This that business, is a lie. But my point wait is, minute, my point is when that you're when something goes. When your your ratings came out, did you get a text message from the program director congratulating you on your ratings? Sure, every week, every week, once a quarter, every quarter, every week, every week. When the ratings come out on Mondays at noon, and you get a text message from the program director telling you if your ratings are good, does that happen every single week? Do you take your car to the shop when it's running okay? Every single week, you're not the shop. Do you take your car to the shop when it's running okay? Well, my point is. Is that You're the, whole, the whole world things when things go okay, nobody says not anything okay. about it. That, not Our true. whole basis of sports talk radio is that when when things are going well, not interesting. When things get screwed up, they're interesting. So we're not going to sit here every day. So wait and by the way, listen, are you coming Hold in on. here and giving us a compelling segment? If I give the digital again. team a pat again. on the back again, am Wrong I again? Are you wrong again? <laughs> when when the Mets supposedly signed Correa yeah. that morning, you did four hours licking the the the, the 
the body of the owner of the Mets That's because right. something good happened. Right, okay, right? sure. So yeah. it was compelling when something good happened. And let me ask you this. Okay. If the Giants beat the Vikings on yeah, Sunday, they will, yes. which will be good right. for most of the yeah, region, yeah, yeah, right. you will do a show on Monday morning about something good but happening. But it's something bad happening to me, for though. For you, yes, but even, right. even if you didn't All like right, the Vikings. Fine. But the, the point remains, though, that our digital team works really hard. Uh, nobody said that. It's, nobody said it's that. Three I didn't people. say they didn't work hard. It's, it's made a mistake. People. It's been sitting up there forever. It's three people. You can't edit an Instagram video. It's not how it works. You can't so edit what's gonna, on So then cover. why isn't it deleted then? And then put back because, up on? I don't know, because it was the overnight, man. It happened in the overnight. They're not just staring at it. Man, I tell you. You make a lot of errors, man. I'm so just we, saying. Of course we do. It's, I'm just saying. Okay, well, right, give me a couple. The digital team's give me not a pointing them out. Give me the a couple. Digital teams, give I'll me a couple errors. I'm going to have... No, no, no. That's a... No, give me a couple. Uh, you make a lot of errors, and then you sit here, can't for, give an for example. For six months, your commercial breaks happened at the wrong time. But Every that's day. Not a, that's not an that's error. That's your error. Okay. It's You're a, the host. That's a team thing, sure. No. We worked on that. It's a team but it is. Thing. But it is. Oh. And this is what I'm saying about the digital it's team. Someone's got to someone's gotta stop it. I'm oh. so, all right. No, I'm talking about like statistical errors where someone, like, if I was like, oh, the Giants are going to go to the AFC Let's championship. Let's look at your picks. That's a pick. That's a pitch. Totally oh, different. It's not a fact. One. Picks you asked me for two. Hold you on. Those me are for bad two. examples. You bad asked me for two. Bad examples. You asked me for two. Bad examples. Those are bad examples. Picks are not facts. Well, they're, they're not, not from you. facts. Not from you. They're not facts. Right. They're not facts for anybody. The right. AFC Championship. The Giants are in the NFC. They're not in the AFC. Now, if I made that mistake and kept saying it for the amount of time that that Instagram post was out, you'd have a point. That's apples well, to that, apples. So, so every time you make a mistake, you come on the air and you you note to the audience that you if made a I mistake. Made, no, if, if I knew mm. that happens a lot, I correct myself all the time. Mm. I do. Mm. Okay. I mean, I correct myself a lot. If I'm like, hey, that's let me get this. We'll come back from the break and correct it. Fine. I, I'm telling you I do. If you're this is this is what's surprising to me. You asked me you asked me for for errors that you made. I pointed out months of errors that you hold made. Hold on, all right. The breaks, you blamed everybody. But hold on, no, 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 no. It's really disappointing. Blame everybody else. You didn't the breaks take, thing. You the didn't breaks, take ownership. Time out, hold on. Yeah. The picks is a terrible example. That's not a fact. That's well, not facts. Again, right, they're not facts. They're picks. Nobody can see into the future. You, well, no, you can't. You certainly can't. Right, I know. The right. picks were bad. Fine. Okay. There's been right. other years I've had good picks. This didn't happen. Okay. This, that's not a fact. Okay. You want to tell me that I'm making a mistake not getting to a break on time? Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. That that I'll take. Yep. Not a factual error with sports at a sports talk well, station. But it's that still an error. That's what for your everybody job to is. say. That's what your job is. Well, okay, so right? why are you not as mad at these guys as you are at me over that? Because I don't sit there and tell you every time I have a conversation with them. Like we 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 are in constant conversation. Was, I am in constant conversation with the digital team about what they do right and what they do wrong. So constant. how come it took us to highlight this one? If it can constant, because what does I don't constant come mean to you? you with a list of everything I talk to them. What about? does constant mean to you? I talk to them constantly. So, all right, so constantly with this up for how many hours is not constant? So no, your constant again, stop I for those many hours I didn't that that post was up. Report it back to you. Okay. I, I'm, I'm busy fixing what you do wrong. <laughs> Which is what? A lot. Oh, a lot. You're yeah. All right. You're, you're, you're sitting here. So that, that right there yep. is that's just you trying to get under my skin. No. You're trying true. to fix what I do wrong well, all day long. I'm, like what? 
I don't want to do it. I already said a couple of things. Oh, my picks. You're trying to fix my picks and you're trying to fix me going to break on time. Those are the things you're trying to fix. All I'm just trying to have you not cost the team money and bonuses because you're not doing oh, your yeah, things okay. right. So, so yeah, whose right. fault is it now that we've uh, shot through the start of the break? That's Geo's. He's the host. Uh, well, you came in here and started screaming at everybody. <laughs> Oh my God Almighty! Well, we got to get this thing fixed, Mike. It's embarrassing. That's all. all right, I'm going to leave this show just to spite you. Now I'm sorry. Right? I you got nothing to say to him. I can't. Right? No, not him. Nothing. No, he's perfect. Right? right exactly. Yeah. 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 See. Okay. Just make it sure. By the way, he was as upset about this as I was. I'm sure. I was. I'm, I'm all about quality control around here. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Just yeah. want the best for all of us. I think you've done nothing. I expect, I expect, I expect, we're expect everybody. Mistakes. I expect everybody not, professional. Did they make, make any mistakes? mistakes? Not no. recently. Absolutely not. No. Been any, not recently? No. Okay. Let's make it sure. All right. Yeah. If you think of any, you can come back in. Okay. With mistakes that Boomer's made that you spend all day trying to fix. Why, why do you try to drag me into this? Yeah. Because he does it. Because this is what program directors do. Yeah. Is what? Is first you go in there and you yell at those guys. I didn't yell. And then then you come in here well, and you go after the, the smaller of the two. But then when it comes up to the like really having some nuts, you scurry back <laughs> into the <laughs> office. Oh, 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 Hey, hey, it's a hey, digital team. It's me, Spike again. Now Remember I talked to you a couple minutes ago? Now, now I'm you can't take cousin. it, so I'm going at you. I did take it. I did take it. I sat here and I took it. Now yeah. I'm giving it back. There's really no reason to go after me. I'm just a nice guy just sitting here trying to do a radio show, you know? I thought you were the ratings that you're looking for. I try to deliver. That's what we do. Yeah. And then we just want to make sure that we have quality control, that every uh-huh. aspect of what we do and what everybody else does around here is accurate when we put it out there. That's all. I appreciate it. You know, when you appreciate when they start typing and everything, just make sure they hit the right letters. That's all. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good all seeing right. you this morning. See no, you guys. Everybody, calm down. I think, all right. I think we're all calm. I'm calm. Yeah, I'm, I'm calm. I'm good. Guys are screaming at each other. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Party Brewer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. CeeLo back with us. He's got a sports update. What's going on, Chris? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Let's give you some of this audio from the Odell Beckham Jr. body cam footage that was released this week. Uh, so it picks up after the flight attendants, of course, tried to get him to buckle his seatbelt. He's unresponsive. So they reach out to the fire rescue and they get the cops involved. So fire rescue checks him out. They determine he's fine. He's lucid. He knows where he is, knows where he's going. Not a whole lot they can do. So they first circle back to talk to the flight staff. This is a five-hour flight. Yeah, it's just five hours. Going with us. Right. Then that's up to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's up to you guys. Okay. But medically, if he doesn't want us to check him out, I can't. And I don't really say anything wrong. He might be tired. Or have taken a long trip and doesn't want to follow orders, that's a whole other app. He told her he just came from a club. Yeah. Okay, I get that. He's and tired. And he's Some of it's a little on the low end. He told her he just came from a club. So they were insinuating he might have been drinking, on something, so on and so forth. So that conversation continued a little bit longer. And then the flight staff brought up uh, another interesting point of contention here uh, midway through this clip. He just responded to know where he's at. He knows where he's at, exactly where he's flying. Pants on when he came on. He doesn't have pants on now. His pants are on now. His pants are on. Well, yeah, shorts on. Yes. Okay. We will do whatever you decide. So there's flight staff. All right. So yeah, explain that to me. What was going on with his pants? Saying he he had pants on. Now he doesn't have pants. So they felt like he took his pants off at some point. And then the fire fire rescue is like, well, he had pants on when we talked to him. They're like, well, he had different pants on. Now he's got shorts on. Well, Evan Roberts' situation, maybe. He had regular pants on, took the pants off. Had the I never had pants. pants. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, like, taking your pants off, to me, sounds like a really lewd act in public. But if you're telling me he just changed out of sweatpants and had shorts on underneath like Evan does, then that's not a problem. That's what it sounded like. But if someone's uh, like, he took his pants off, then I'm expecting him <laughs> to just have everything <laughs> dry, dry, dry. You yeah, know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, I don't think that's what happened. Okay. So they were trying to basically build a case for why they made this call, right? And Fire Rescue's basically saying, well, we checked them out. Not a whole lot we can do, but it's your call. The captain and the flight staff, if you don't want them to fly, that's up to you. And then we get the cops involved, which is ultimately what they do. So the cops come in. They're very calm and polite. Situation never really escalated. But it ends up that Beckham decides he's not getting off. They let him know, if you don't, we're going to have to deboard the entire flight and then take you off separately. So that's ultimately what happens, which obviously bothered some on the flight, understandably so, which you guys discussed. One older gentleman in particular who must have voiced his displeasure. So Beckham had some words for him. As the gentleman was heading off the plane, it basically lets the guy know he's the sole reason he refuses to leave and let the flight carry on as planned. Get off the plane for you. Specifically you. Maybe everybody else. I would get off the plane. So he's chewing this guy out as he's walking down the alley to get off the plane. He would continue and at this point really tries to rub it in a little bit. You're going to wait 40 minutes and I'm going to be on a private plane home. Good. Yeah. So fat ass. Yeah, I will. Get your ass off the plane for a second. Sure. Yeah, I bet. Enjoy the cheese board on the way home. So ugly ass. So we had fat ass, the cheese board. <laughs> Ugly ass, the private plane. 
Wow. There was a lot going on right. in that exchange there. Yeah. Okay. So there's Odell Beckham Jr. though was really the victim in this situation. Now, this is like with one said. guy. I what I said to oh Al this morning God. is the body, I, I don't know what was said from the older guy to Odell before the body cam turned what on. An a hole. <laughs> What an a-hole. There's no other way to interpret that. I mean, that don't mean nothing to me. I'll be on a private jet in 40 minutes. No, he said, you are all. You guys are going to wait 40 minutes. I'll be on a private, private jet. Home. Right, okay. Which yeah. I said to Al, if that was an option to begin with, why not right. just do why not just do that? So where was this plane emanating from? Where was Miami. So my man was LA. going to L.A. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a pretty expensive uh, private jet, I'll tell you that. I understand, but if he's going to, he was quickly, it sounded like, oh, I'll just pivot to the private jet. 65 grand. Well, but the cops had said, "Look, we're trying." We, the cops said, "We're we're we're trying to work with you here, and if we, you know, we do ultimately pull you off, they'll book you on the next flight." So it wasn't like the airline was going to refuse to have him travel. He was the one that said the thing about the private plane. So mm. I, I don't know. I know it's expensive, but so it was an interesting. Like, I think he was probably just throwing that in his face, being like, "I'm right. rich and famous, and you're fat." Correct. That's basically what. Fat ass, ugly yeah. ass, cheese board, oh, right. a little bit of everything there. So. I mean, that's just, that's, I don't know. Yeah. And then the entire plane deboards, and then he, without incident, gets off with the cops. They never I will had say to, this. You know, if, they, I, if I were the pilot and I were the uh, flight attendants, I would not want to fly with a guy that's just not following simple instructions. Well, that so was I don't their, know what's going to happen when we're up at 37,000 feet. That's exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. And that's why we they ultimately decided that they mm-hmm. wanted him removed. Is this guy, you know, having an episode and could right. this happen at 37,000 feet? Yes. I mean, that's why, you know, they're uber sensitive, mm-hmm. which I totally get. And the one uh, gentleman from the staff there said it's a five and a half hour flight. It's not like it's a short flight. You know, we're going to be in the air for a while and who the heck knows what's going to happen. Oh, they could have been fist being thrown and all sorts. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, no, of course. Oh, man. So anyway, he did Where's end Frank up- Drummond when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> he did get off without incident. And uh, now that we've heard the audio and the body cam footage is out there. We can all move on and see where he plays his football next year. A couple things on the Giants. I don't know if you guys discussed this or caught this. I feel like it kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. Post-game Sunday after they lose to the Eagles, a couple of head-scratching quotes that came out of the locker room. I didn't hear audio, but I saw written quotes. Xavier McKinney basically saying Justin Jefferson can be stopped, and they weren't all that concerned about facing him in the playoffs. That was number one. It's kind of interesting for a guy who basically missed five weeks. Right. So I think Brian Dable probably got to him because when he spoke yesterday, he was uh, much more complimentary about Jefferson. Crazy catches, as y'all seen before. And this is a tough matchup. Uh, when he's going against anybody, you got to make sure that you're on your P's and Q's when you're facing them. So it's going to be a challenge for us, but uh, we'll be prepared and be ready. All right. So typical answer there, a little different than what you heard Sunday. Now, similar theme, Nick Gates talked about how he didn't think it was that loud in Minnesota on Christmas Eve, and he attributed it to typical Midwesterners, which he lumped himself in because he went to Nebraska. Yeah. So you had that as they looked ahead to this matchup with the Vikings. Now, fellow offensive lineman John Feliciano yesterday, I think, attempted a little bit of damage control here. Unlike what Nick Gates said, they, they definitely were loud and, and messed up a couple of our protections. You think you're going to make them louder now? We'll be fine. We'll be a, it's, it's, it's actually funner when, when you're in that hectic loud. So he's basically saying the opposite of what his teammate had to say. Yeah, I will say it, it will be loud in there. They, they will be loud, but they're, they're a different type of fan. There's no two ways about it. I experienced that okay. firsthand because I grew up in the Northeast and I had that Northeast fan mentality for the Minnesota Vikings and the first time that I went out there to watch a game 
and they weren't doing well, and I was screaming and yelling and being all pissed off, they were getting mad at me, the fans. Really? They were like, oh, come on, why'd you even come to the game then? If you hate the team so much. And I'm like, what? I was like, you guys are accepting this? Like, this is acceptable to you? It was a Monday night game against the Patriots where they just killed them. I mean, I don't even know if I expected them to win the game, but like, they just absolutely crushed them. And I was screaming at this coach sucks, this sucks, everything sucks. <laughs> you know, and then these, why don't you just go home then? Ah, come on. And they're just sitting there eating their cheese curds, you know, whatever. So now for a playoff game, I expected to be a little more fired up. I was going to say, but I, 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 it is, it is a different mentality. It you, just, it just is. You brought up the Blair Walsh missed earlier this week. Yeah, one of my favorite all-time clips that made the rounds on YouTube after that game. Mm-hmm. You might remember it. The older gentleman in the Santa hat with the cane. Oh, that's right. That's he a great one. Bleeping missed it. He <laughs> broke, broke his cane in half. You yep. gotta be bleeping. He was pretty pissed. He was pretty fired. I wonder up. if he's still alive. That guy. Uh, well, we might find out if they <laughs> yeah. lose another playoff game. Right. No, it was kind of interesting. I remember, but you know, playing in that Metro Dome back in the day. That thing was really loud. Oh, yeah. They used to put the speakers on the sideline yes. of the opposing team and then pump the crowd noise, the ambient crowd noise through the speaker. It was crazy. And they also used to play all the music through there as well and then i know you guys used to use the welcome to the jungle too with the kickoff but they would do that there as well yes. and just people would be like what like out of nowhere for the first kickoff if <laughs> you look at the opposing sideline like, Whoa, yeah, it was, like it jumping was up like crazy kind of like us at halftime last year in kansas city <laughs> yes. jesus no we're a little backed up after yeah. your uh, shouting match with spike there That's right. the Knicks yep. did beat the pacers last night 119 113 as they avoided uh blowing another lead late and uh, it was Jalen Brunson having a big game, thirty-four points. College hoops wise, uh, Cal, uh, what is it? What's their name? Cal Baptist, Baptist is yeah. uh, our guy Eddie B, the picks jockey. You see if he can get back in the win column uh, moving forward. And then Evanston Rutgers got a late three again from Cam Spencer as they down Northwestern by a final score of sixty-five to sixty-two. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.
Sunday's game with Giants Vikings. I know, Gio, I've been listening to you. You're very excited and very hyped up about the game. But um, with the Giants getting some healthier players back, um, I just wonder if, like, you think, like, let's say getting Xavier McKinney and Adore Jackson back potentially um, off the bye and everything like that. I just want to see what your guys' thoughts are with an X factor in that game. And, Gio, I got to ask. Are you over the uh, 41 to 0 in 2000? No. Uh, no, no, I will not be over that. No, I won't that. be. I'll never get over that. I'll never get over 98, uh, which was a, a worse loss because they were a better team that year and they should have won the game against the Falcons. So, no, I'm not going to get over that at all. I, I actually like the idea, and tell me if I'm crazy. I like the idea if Xavier McKinney and Adoree Jackson came back in this game and this was the first game they played. Because, from a Viking standpoint, yes, yeah, yeah. From a Viking Vikings, standpoint, yeah, yeah. Because we're talking about now. I mean, because the Vikings played their starters last week for a half. The speed on that turf, the fact that the crowd is going to be nuts. These guys haven't played football in a while. I, I don't. To me, like what scares me more is the giant team that's been together the last number of weeks and went down and beat the Commanders. You know, and all that stuff. Like, that team is the one that was in Minnesota the last time. So if you're, even though those guys are more talented and they're starters, and that's not disputable, their first game back, I think, is that that's a tough spot to be in. If they had played a little bit in Week 17, it'd be different. But these guys have been out for multiple weeks. You know what? There's an enormous amount of confidence surrounding the Giants. I think from the players themselves, the coaching staff has done an unbelievable job in the fan base. I mean, to think about that, you know, where we have come in the last three months that, Giant fans and many people around here think the Giants are going to go in there and win. I mean that there there is a there is like a growing enthusiasm and confidence about this yeah. team. Yep. Now you know you're going against one of the highest scoring teams in the league, mm-hmm. and your team doesn't really tend to score a lot of points. But the fact that they were up there about three weeks ago and they kept the game tight and they had a chance to win it and they got beat with a 61 yard field goal. I mean, that tells you that if you are a giant player, that you know you can hang with this team. And that game was really important for Minnesota that day as well. Right. And so for I'll give you another example, too, with the, the Vikings and their injuries. So Garrett Bradbury is their starting center. He's been out for a very long time with a back injury. He was ready to come back, got into a car accident, and then re-aggravated the back injury. Hasn't practiced until yesterday. First time in two months, maybe. Oh, boy. So now he is someone that... I don't. I don't know if he plays or he doesn't play. If he does play, he's not going to be playing. Uh, he's not playing four quarters, right? But here's the other part about it: they yeah. lost their backup center in that Green Bay game, who was playing so well for them, and now it's down to that third string guy that had so many problems in Lambeau. Now he played the full game against the Bears, and he's been practicing now, and he's got everything they say he's all right. But I mean, I still think I want Garrett Bradbury being the center in that situation as opposed to the third stringer. Especially going against Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Right, exactly. And the Vikings may have, may have to play a third string right tackle as well because the first and second guys, or first guys out, Brian O'Neill, they're one of their captains. He is done. He is out. Well, let's see if Kayvon Thibodeau can do anything against that. Right. But the Vikings, I think, have one of the best left tackles in football in Christian Darasaw, so I feel really good about that. But I mean, I, this is, I believe the Giants are just, they're, they're more well coached. I think that they're going to, watching the game, remember the mistakes that they made in that first game, too. There was that critical interception that Daniel Jones threw to Patrick Peterson. There was that blocked punt. There was a lot of crazy little things that happened. And it still took a 61-yard field goal to beat them. So, I I know the Vikings were up eight late, and then the Giants drove right down the field to be able to tie it and get the two-point conversion. So, 
I I don't know. I just I don't think it's going to go the Vikings way this time around. I think it'll be a close game that they end up losing. It'll be the first close game, one score game that they lose the entire year, which would be fitting as you know, well. You know what? Uh, Brian Dayball, the way he coaches, reminds me of a couple of guys. One is Bill Cower. The other one is uh, John Harbaugh. Um, and the reason I say those two guys, maybe even Mike Tomlin to a certain extent, especially this year working in with a, a rookie uh, quarterback in Kenny Pickett, he makes his team freaking competitive. You know what I mean? Like, I, what, however he coaches, whatever message he brings, however he talks to his players, the team is uber competitive. Like, and the team expects to win. Like that, you know how hard yeah. that is to get that going in your first year. Yeah, it's it's amazing because he went in there and look, he had I would say, and he would never say this because he was asked this question yesterday, and he's never going to answer this question honestly. Hey, do you think you know you know you 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 basically could throw your helmets out there and just go play for anything because nobody expected you to be here? You know, just free and easy that kind of thing. And he's not going to answer. He wants to go in and win the freaking game. He wants to be really, really uber competitive. And to me, the great coaches do that, especially when they have maybe a, a lean roster compared to the team that they're going against. But then again, I would tell you that that defense up in Minnesota isn't all that great. No, it's not. And they they stiffen up in the red zone. Uh, that's for sure. They play better in the later part of the games in the fourth quarter, and they're able to get turnovers. And if they don't get those things, they're a miserable defense. To me, to me let, let me ask you a question. How have they done overall in your eyes Against a premium running game, um, I would say okay. I give him, I give him a B minus against a running game. Premium passing game, it's an F. Okay, F. well, the, well, the Giants don't have a premium passing game, right? But they do have the capability. I think uh, your coach Kevin O'Connell talked about it. How they run the ball and they run the ball with Daniel, and this should be Saquon Barkley on this turf, uh, getting a week off and feeling good and being a hundred percent. You know, this could be a Saquon Barkley game. You know, it should be. It has to be for the Giants if they're going to win. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.